It is Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by our friends over at Shady Rays. Not only the best looking shades in the entire business, but when you break them or you lose them, they will replace them. That is the irreplaceable Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We are joined by producer Rob and intern Alden as well. Did you recover from last night's John Boy Media watch party, which was an enormous success? I did. I did. You know, it was a great turnout, a, a great event, a great venue. The All-Star game was great as well. So, like, it just it was a special night. And like you said, we got to meet a bunch of people uh, that are listening on the AMP app or that find us on YouTube and, you know, from all walks of life, all parts of the country. It just was really cool. Very special I told my wife afterwards, we went to Korean barbecue afterwards, Olivia and mm, I did. Yeah. Thanks for the With invite. Kevin Parada, first round pick of the New oh, York Mets. Yeah. That was cool. Nice. But I was telling her, like, it's just, we do this, man. We know people are listening and we know that we have fans in a, in a community. But to like really, you know, face to face, have some time together, that's the most important thing. I think that's kind of why that we've grown and have you know done well and, and, and our community continues to grow is because we do stuff like that and it was awesome well it's and it's important that we do it uh it's important that we show gratitude and thanks because we know that you guys have a lot of options out there a lot of options and there's yeah. billions of them and uh the fact that you lend your ears and your eyes and your hearts and your minds to us for the time that you do we don't take it lightly it's a great thing i am already looking forward to next year in seattle I hope we do this more frequently than just the all-star game. I think it's something that the company's interested in doing not only, you know, wherever the all-star game is, but in other great places around the country. And I think we will be doing that. It was a tremendous. So success. too, a lot yeah. of fun, a lot of fun. I was able to get both my boys down there. Josh and Brady had a great time. It was really cool. That was your first time. Why is everyone so tall? All like your kids and no. your kids' friends are so tall. I don't understand what's going on. What are they putting in the water in Brentwood there? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Yeah, Josh is 6'5", Brady's almost 6'2", and Sweet Stash. He's got the Sweet stash. stash going. <laughs> you went up to him last night. You're like, dude, what is going on with your stash? I get it. You know, at that age, he's trying to, he's trying to mature himself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he is. He is. All right, let's get to it. American League wins a ninth straight All-Star game. 3-2 was your final. Uh, we'll get to the MVP talk momentarily. But obviously in my opinion, the star of the show were a few guys that were mic'd up during the Fox broadcast. Here we go, starting with Alec Manoa. Bye, you. Here we go. Yeah, baby, front here. Don't flinch. Right down the middle, but we'll take it. Three punches. Let's go. Oh, here, up and in again. Yep. Sir, you want this ball? Yeah. I can't believe I'm an all-star, man. This is <laughs> Yeah, let's go. Hey, run, Jose. I need that ball, man. That's my first all-star here right there. Come on! There you go, Liam. Don't throw the ball, away. Julio! Julio! <laughs> Give me the ball! Give me the ball! <laughs> All right, so for those of you that are audio only, that was uh, listening to Alec Manoa strike out the side. Uh, you were listening to Nestor Cortez and Jose Trevino working together. 
uh, as a battery, then Trevino getting a hit, and then Liam Hendricks screaming to Julio Rodriguez after catching the third out, give me the ball. Was the players being mic'd up the most memorable part of the game? It was one of them for sure. I like the double play that your guardian second baseman yeah, started turning M&S. in Ooh, behind cool. the back. Woo-wee. Um, it was great, though. You love that. That That's just, you know, I'm used to that. Like, obviously, former player, I don't know if you guys know that, but I was mm-hmm. on the field. I got to hear stuff like that, and that is some of the coolest stuff that happens on a baseball field. Typically, you don't get to hear the, the battery talk like that. That's my favorite part. Like, if we, if we had that on the broadcast, now we'd have to make sure there was a little delay on the broadcast. We don't want anything happening with that information. Um, but hearing them kind of go through a sequence and say, okay, well, uh, I think even Manoa had one when Smoltz was saying, hey, throw a slider outside. Mm-hmm. And Manoa's like, you know, I just threw two sinkers. If I throw one that stays true, I think I can get a swing and miss. And he ended up leaving it middle-middle but getting the strikeout. Um, that's, that's the game within the game, and I think – you know, there's silly stuff like, you know, Liam's shouting out Julio. Like, that's funny. So you get that. But then you also get the in-depth baseball talk that I think, well, yeah, that brings fans in. I think people love it. I don't know anybody that would hate that. How can you? It's Well, let's start with this. Just the competition itself. It is far and away the best of the four major sport all-star games, right? So the yeah. competition, it's a, you can't half-ass your way when you're on the mound. You're either throwing the ball or you're not. It's that simple. Uh, you might be a little hungover, but you, yeah. you, you get what I'm saying. Uh, but far and away, the mics, mic'd up stuff has been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I feel like they've really kind of done a deep dive into it the last four or five all-star games, and it keeps getting better and better. Like Alec Manoa, he was a guest on the Rose Rotation. We've seen his personality. We know what he's about. I understand actually why he gets under the skin of the other players. I've talked to some other guys who are like, what's the deal with Manoa? You know you've made it when that's what's happening on the other side, yeah. when guys think, like, what's up with him? I love him. Huge fan of his. Nestor's fun. Jose Trevino's been one of the great stories of the first half. We know what Liam Hendricks can do. We talked about him the other day on, on baseball today. But, yes, I mean, like most people don't even know who won the freaking game. But they'll all talk about the conversations that Nestor Cort- or that uh, Alec Manoa called John Smoltz sexy for his decision to throw <laughs> backwood slider. Uh, well, I know who won the game. Classe, your guy closed it out. But, you know, I think it's very relatable for when Jose Trevino walks up and goes, holy, holy crap, like, I'm, I can't believe I'm an all-star. Right. Like, I played with the dude in uh, Texas Rangers spring training. I try to forget about that time in my life. But, like, seeing him then, like, you know, not – I'm not going to say he wasn't confident, but, like – I think this year his confidence has grown immensely. He gets traded over the Yankees, probably doesn't know what the heck's going to happen to him, but just flourishes. And now we're, gonna, we're getting to see it on a grand stage. He comes through with a knock. like Stuff like that to me is so cool. And like I said, it just I think it really resonates with fans. Like how, how could you not be happy for the guy who's like, I can't believe I'm here, and then goes and gets the knock? Dude, you belong there. And I think from now on he's going to feel that way. One of the true uh, honors of, of the career I've been lucky enough to have is when I cover life-changing moments. And by that, I mean, like, uh, I've covered the last several NFL drafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've covered, you know, 16 World Series. I've covered 16 Super Bowls. I've covered over 10 All-Star games. And 
this isn't to show, show you what my resume is, but it's to be around moments that are really special for guys. And a first at bat in an all-star game for a guy like Jose Trevino is like, man, I can't imagine what was going through his mind. Remember, he lost his dad when he was in college. Like, I'm sure he brought that up to the plate with him. You know, all those times where coaches were like, hey, you got to be better. You've got to do this if you want to succeed. And it's happened. Yeah. You know, like those are just special moments. It's also like a reminder, like if you're a, a kid and you're coaching or you're a parent and you're coaching your kid and like he's not up to par with everyone else, like everyone develops at different times. Like if mm -hmm. your kid's not the best player at eight, doesn't mean he's not going to be the best player at 12. And if he's the best player. If he's not the best player at 12, doesn't mean he's going to be not going to be a major league all-star. Like a lot of those guys on that field playing in the all-star game in L.A., big stage weren't the best players at that age. Like give your kids some time, let them love the game. And then stuff like that happens. It was cool. So as we said, the American league did indeed win LA native Giancarlo Stanton was named the game's MVP as he crushed that home run. You mm. saw that still shot of the ball and the bat where it looked like the ball Flush. was being dented. That was, that was incredible. By the way, when his swing is right, it's, is lethal. Like it's violent, but it's beautiful. It can look bad at times, but that right there, that's, that's, that's what you want right there. So we're showing for audio only. We are showing the still shot of baseball looking like it is being dented by the bat. <laughs> by the way, Stanton is not looking at the ball. So when we teach our kids to keep our eye on the ball, you're not really keeping your eye on the ball. Are you? Well, you can't No, you can't follow it all the way to your bat. You follow it as long as you can. And then this is, I mean, it happens so fast and they've, they've done studies on this. Like you, you swing where, you know, the ball is going to be, we've seen so many pitches. So we're actually not keeping our eye directly at contact, but like, you know, you have muscle memory and eye memory to understand where the pitch is going to be. Dude, four, I think it was four fifty-seven. Anyway, I got to get to my question here is, you know, he started with the Yankees in 2018 so and that was his first all-star game appearance in pinstripes, even though it was in a some sort of gray black combo <laughs> uniform. Uh, how would you classify Stanton's stay in the Bronx so far? Oh man. He's done well when he's been on the field. Like he's done he's a world-class hitter when he's on the field. You know, he's had, you know, in 19 and 20 world-class hitter? Yeah. Chris, career 898, almost a nine OPS, man. This guy's, I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think he's going to hit enough homers to get into the Hall of Fame. So I would say I would classify his tenure there as up and down. I think most Yankee fans would agree. And, and it's only because, you know, he needs to stay on the field. When he's on the field, he can do it. Now, is he streaky? Sure. There are times where, you know, he's going to look pretty bad. I just mentioned, like, sometimes his swing, you know, it can be a little unorthodox and he can look really bad he gets he can get fooled on pitches but when he's locked in he can carry a team like no one else in the big leagues can so uh he's looking good this year he's healthy and i think if uh he stays and helps this yankee team go far into the postseason that kind of changes everything and i think yankee fans start to say well we i mean they already love john carlo um but to really cement himself you know in pinstripes like he needs to take him deep into the playoffs so when you come over from a team and he came over in a trade that I don't think amounted to much for Miami. If I'm not, I think I'm remembering that right. I'll have to go back and look at the transaction. It uh, was uh, Starling Castro, Jose Devers, and Jorge Guzman. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's Devers' brother, isn't it? Jose Devers? It's Raphael's brother. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Get right there. Uh, yeah, anyway. Cousin. Cousin? Yeah. Okay. Um, when you do really well somewhere else and you either trade or get signed and you have a huge contract with you, the new fan base will only look at you for those numbers instead of all other numbers until you w- help them reach the Holy Grail, which Stanton has not. Now, he has gone on some great runs in the playoffs. Like a couple of years ago, he was yep. you couldn't get him out in the playoffs. So he did his job. But I honestly, and I, I would be curious to talk to Yankee fans, do you think that they look at him strictly as a $300 million contract, or do they look at him as a productive perhaps the second most consistent piece in this lineup behind judge in recent times when healthy. I think it's when he's, yeah, when he's healthy, he is that, I mean, when you have, how do you think they look at him just that way? Like we love when he's healthy and he's, and he's there there. Like I said, there are times where he looks bad and you can turn on him when he goes through those cold streaks, but when he gets hot, the love is there. So I think it's just kind of like the, you know, hot water, cold water. What does that make, Chris? Warm water. Warm water. Yeah. Uh, but you you have a guy like that. What you want is 30 and 100, right, Chris? 30 homers, 100 RBIs. That is a season that you want from a middle-of-the-order bat. First year he comes over, 38 with 100. Next two years, not healthy. We had the shortened season in 2020 as well. Then in 2021, 35, 97. I'm going to give him 30 and 100 right there. He's on pace to do it again this year. When this guy is on the field, he's as good as anybody. I love him. I've always been a big fan, huge fan of his. I think he's so fun to watch. Can you pitch around him? Totally. Can you get him to chase? Absolutely. But he also just gives us some of the most majestic blasts. I wish he had competed in the home run derby on Monday. (sighs) That was the only thing I thought was missing was him. Because, I mean, you saw what he did during the game yesterday against Tony Gonsolin. That was a majestic blast. When we where we were sitting, there was only two people that were getting the balls up to us. I think yep. I said this yesterday. It was Julio and Pete. Stanton yep. would have put him up there too, probably over us. Uh, he is 129 homers shy of 500, and he is 32 years old, and he ain't going anywhere because he's got a pretty lengthy contract. That's what does he have left? He's got. Uh, let me see. He has. He's playing through. 2027 there's a 2028 team option with a 10 million dollar buyout. <laughs> how great is that 10 million hey, go buyout. home but we're gonna give you 10 million i think john lester got that from the the end of his deal with the cubs here here's 10 million dollars to not play for us thank you i'll i haven't played for anybody i'll gladly take the 10 mil you will won't you oh hell yes i, will. I don't want that i want to work chris yeah oh you want to earn it not me uh scott boris told Sports Illustrated Stephanie Epstein that the Nats did not charter Juan Soto a flight to Los Angeles for the All-Star game on Sunday. Instead, he had to fly commercial. Whoa, did you almost fly, fall out of your seat? Fell over. I'm supposed to be the non-athletic one on this show. You were the best two-way player available out of high school in 2004. You almost fell right on your ass. World-class athlete. Don't ever forget that, all right? Just people always forget that about me. No, I mentioned it at least twice a week on this show. Anyway, (laughs) so Boris said that Soto had to fly commercial through Atlanta, got into L.A. about 1.30 a.m. Monday morning. And remember, he was competing in that day's home run derby. 
does this relationship between Soto and the Nats feel like it is over? If I just said, give me the cheapest organization in the big leagues, who do you say? The Oakland A's? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, they also didn't charter their player a flight. He flew with the Astros. Yep. You don't want to be mentioned in the same regard as the Oakland A's if you're talking about spending money or like, you know, giving stuff. Like, you don't want to be on the same page as them if you're the Washington Nationals. And now you are. Congratulations. Are you kidding me? Juan Soto, the guy you're trying, you're trying to get to stay here in your city for 15 years. You won't fly the dude out to the All-Star game like every other organization does. It is a joke. I'm sorry, dude. You can't send him. Juan Soto's a superstar and he's your superstar. You can't send him through the airport like that and make him wait. He got into the into LA at 1:30 in the morning on Monday and he was competing in the home run derby. I will is, say this: it is a it's it's a it's a joke. It's a shame. It really shouldn't is. the league have looked into that too? Like if he's competing in the home run derby, shouldn't the league have said they probably figured the Nationals were going to do it, like every other organization does? So I just want to be clear here: when you have all star players, it's pretty much known that ownership is going to get the dude a private jet. Yeah. I mean, hopefully you have multiple representatives. Yes. And by the way, well, they, how did Davey Martin, they at least figure Davey it out. Get out there. I mean, he was he was one of the coaches. How did he get out there? I don't know. They at least figure it out. Whether whether they combine the two, like if you're playing a getaway day on Sunday before the All Star game, and there's a couple, you know, four or five guys that are uh, on each team, like maybe they'll they get a plane together. But they figure it out, and they they're always flying private out there. It's just. I mean, it's a nice thing to do for these guys who have represented your club well. It's also like you're this is billion dollar organizations, people, you know, and like you don't want to get your guy harassed at the airport because that does happen, you know. So I, I just it's it's a joke. Can you? I don't know imagine? if the relationship. I don't know if the relationship is beyond repair. I'm not going to go that far, but that's if you're Juan Soto, like that's in your mind for the rest of the time you're there. Well, I will tell you this. This has officially become a bitch fest between these two sides, right? I mean, somehow it got out via the Nationals that he had turned down 440 mil so that everybody in the world can go, how do you dare turn down $440 million? And now Scott Boris is fighting back saying, okay, we're going to make your billion-dollar team look like a piece of shit by telling your all-star and one of the best players that he had to sit at Gate C-17 in Hartsfield International Airport for a flight to Los Angeles. By the way, how great would that be if, like, you're going on summer vacation? And <laughs> I think Atlanta is, like, the travel hub in this it's country, a massive right? hub. It's it a is massive unbelievable. Hub. It is. Oh, it's a pain in the ass to get through. But you're just strolling through. You grab some snacks. You're getting ready for your late-night flight. And there's Juan Soto just chilling at the gate. Like, probably looking, am I in group three Am I going to get a middle seat in Southwest? <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. And the thing is, like, it's the timing of it, too. Like, we all know, like, you, you read the news. Like, travel's not easy right now. Like, there's oh. a lot of flight cancellations. So you're taking a chance that your dude is going to be at the airport in Atlanta without a flight. Because that happens all the time. All the time. All the God time. God almighty. Now. I wish that would have I'm happy Soto got here because he provided great entertainment and drama on Monday night, but I would have loved to have heard that one. How the league and the Washington nationals would have handled that. Uh, Juan Soto isn't here. Why is that? Well, we made him take a commercial flight through Atlanta to get to LA. 
holy shit and Come it got on. canceled <laughs> yeah i don't know man i i don't want like you know i i understand that this isn't like not everyone gets to fly private and you know that's it's it's not it's not a diss to fly commercial obviously hey, you and i fly commercial all the time everything it's, it's relative, relative exactly it's that's just all? that you know every other club does it yeah and except for the be, a's don't be out there listening to our podcast saying well yeah I, you know juan soto i'm sure he still flew first class and all that hey listen everybody you start launching balls 470 feet and you're going to sign for a half billion dollars i'll get you a private jet too We'll hook you up, okay? Uh, did the legendary commissioner appointments of Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera exceed or not reach your expectations over the two days? Um, I think exceeded. I mean, Albert had the great showing in the home run derby. He bested Kyle Schwarber, which was really cool. And they got great ovations. And it was it just felt right that they were both there. You know, I know they didn't pref- – they, well, Pujols almost hit a homer. Flew mm-hmm. out deep to left field. It would have um, been a homer in Williamsport. Oh, come on. I think it was like 290. Uh, I think it exceeded. I don't know. I, I wasn't sure how to feel about it. But, you know, when I saw them in the games, like I said, it just felt right. You had Poppy interviewing Miggy on the on-deck circle. Yeah, and it was stuff. cute. So, I, yeah, it, it felt right for them. I, I still, the, the Miggy thing, like, you know, he was, he's doing well enough. I, I um, he, he, is the, he was the Tigers' lone all-star, wasn't he? No, Gregory Soto was. That's right. You keep saying that. Wasn't I don't know. He? I liked it. I, I, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I, I, I did like it. Like I said, Pujols 100% should have been there. And he exceeded my expectations in the home run derby. And I really thought that one of the touching moments there was everybody getting around him and kind of patting him on the head and saying, yeah. thank you. I thought that was really cool. Um, I still don't get the Cabrera stuff. It felt forced and out of place. I'll never, ever, ever speak poorly on Miguel Cabrera because I'm he not is just so Mc- I know you're I know you're not I know you're not but so like my I think my uh response is skewed a little bit or biased just because I spent so much time around him and just like Dude, I'll let him do whatever he wants he, he <laughs> is one of my favorite players all time to watch yeah. I think he's got a perfect grasp of what the sport is all about I'm yeah. just saying I want to see this in two years I don't want to yeah. see it this year and I felt like they were like, okay, well, if we do it on one side, we have to do it on another. And that's just not smart. Let Albert Pujols have his moment. Yeah, see, I agree with that. I'll see Miggy in two years. Hopefully he's healthy. I, I guess that's the worries that he won't be healthy in two years. Well, okay. I don't know. What do we got? What's Robbie putting in the chat? Well, this is smart. He said his only Miggy's only at bat was when Ortiz was going through the dugout. So it kind of took away from it anyway. It's a good point. I wasn't a fan of that. No, I just listen. I'm a huge poppy guy, right? I've gotten to know him through Millar quite a bit. Okay. And I love him. But, and the, you know, this is fun. And I understand Fox is trying different things. I've been a part of that broadcast, you know, where you're trying all sorts of different stuff. Dusty was hilarious, by the way. Dusty was yeah. funny. Dusty's uh, nice. He's great. He's great. But, you know, I think that for everybody, if you wanted to see Miguel Cabrera, if we're going to bring him here, let's not do this during Miggy's at bat. Well, Big Poppy's not an all-star. This is the all-star game. And so it kind of made it about him a little bit too much. Well, that's what they do at Fox. That's that's how they do it. By the way, we saw your boy Dustin Morris in the dugout. Yeah, we did. He almost got ran over by Big Poppy. No, he did. I know. By the way, Dustin's looking chiseled, dude. Because uh, Nelson Cruz challenged him like uh, last year or two years ago. He said he would... I think there was some monetary value going around there. Like if you, if you gain X amount of weight, he'd give him this or whatever. And Dustin just said, you know what? 
not only because I want the money, but I think it's good for me. He started working out. It looks great. Yeah, he does. He does. By the way, Dustin's like the head of the communications department and does a lot of their content stuff. One of the really good guys. He's helped us out a lot. When we yep. first got started, Dustin hooked us up with all the PR yep. guys throughout the league. So thank yep. you, Dustin. Yeah, it was good to see him the other night at the John Boy party. All right, finally, we did have the red carpet show, uh, which was always fun. It's good to see guys fits. Uh, there were a few really good ones. Um, Starling Marte. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's been working out lately. I can't really tell. Um, Jesus. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, we had him. Mookie looked great. Uh, Ronald Acuna was amazing. Jose Trevino and his son looked fantastic. Did you have a favorite fit of the day? You know, there were some some ones that were, you know, outlandish, which I get like you want to it's L.A. You want to showcase your style. But I thought like a classic, beautiful look. And I almost hate to say this because I like he's the one guy who probably doesn't give a shit what I say. He like, could care less what Coach Trev says about his outfit. But he looked damn good. Stansby Swanson, man. Mm. I don't know if you saw it, but it was just the color brown was just the right shade. It was like the double-breasted suit, and he had these suede kicks on that just – it just looked right, man. The guy knows how to dress, and he's, he's a hot dude. And I, like I said, I know he doesn't care. He give a shit what I say, but I got to give props when props are due. Yeah, that's a good look. That's a good look. Not a lot of guys can pull off that type of jacket. That's a good look for him. I loved Jose with his son. Uh, I thought that was – a just sensational, but Starling Marte. I mean, you're making all of us guys who are really struggling right now, trying to get into some sort of shape. Like that guy, that's how that dude's going to look like when he's 72. Yeah, see, that's not fair. You think that's because I don't think he's in the in the gym like doing crunches and and doing all that. I think that's a lot of that is just natural for him. And you and I don't have that. Look at that. <laughs> it looks like one of the fake shirts that you put on that has the ripped look, you know, or, I mean, that can't possibly be somebody's body. Hey, you know what? And I would be doing the exact same thing if I was jacked up like that. And so would you we'd be going to short, we'd be on shirtless every day on the show, bro. I mean, that's what I, I say it all the time. Like when I see miles Garrett doing something in one of his workout videos for the Browns or some, you know, anybody that looks that way, I said, I just want to have their body for like one week. So I could walk around without a shirt and just see what it's like. I have no you don't walk around without your shirt on ever. Not on, I would have to put on a man's ear right now. I have to be honest with you. It's what does that mean? Good. A man's ear, like a yeah. dude. It's like a dude bra. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in a good place right now. Oh my right. gosh, bro! What do you have coming up on John Boy Media? I don't really know. We got talking baseball on Friday. We skipped the midweek episode this week, so I'm sorry that you didn't get one. Some scheduling issues happen so we'll be back on friday i don't know what we're going to talk about i guess second half what's going to happen well, maybe some trade stuff maybe the all-star game we'll get into it short uh, we did have half. some discussions about changing some things up talking baseball could be shifting Whoa. a little bit oh uh, yeah that'll that'll be on friday what do, we, what do you got bro well yesterday we taped our second annual rose rotation draft fantasy show trade draft fantasy show so I did that with Ashlyn, who is the defending champion, Jerry Blevins, who obviously mm -hmm. is part of our company on Shea Station, and Josh Tomlin, who is a guest on the Rose Rotation and does some work for the Atlanta Braves and is got a good personality, good sense of humor. Uh, I thought he'd be kind of a fun guy to do it. So we each got eight picks. It was a snake draft. Um, 
We have one of our bosses that made a surprise appearance, which was kind of fun. Okay. One of our other cohorts dipped his head into the uh, into the pod. That'll be coming out tomorrow. You can play along and see who does best because there's a point values chart. So that's coming out tomorrow. It's a good time. Good time. Nice. All right. Uh, we are back at it again on Thursday when the second half resumes with an abbreviated schedule, including a doubleheader between the Yankees and Astros. I'm sure we'll be talking about that and oh so much more. For our legendary producer, the one and only Robbie Scirocco, and our very tall summer intern, yeah. Alan Stone, that is Trevor Plouffe. I'm Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today, presented to you by Shady Rays.